Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Do you remember collecting anything when you were younger? Maybe it was sports cards, Pokemon cards, Pogs, action figures, Hot Wheels, anything of that nature. Maybe if it wasn't you, it was your friends or your siblings. But do you remember back in the day when you just didn't have a lot of money to spend on all of this fun stuff? Nowadays, we have our jobs or our other sources of incomes or whatever it is. But back in the day, we didn't have that luxury. So what did we do when we wanted to collect something or we wanted to have something other than the one that we currently had? We resorted to trading. So today we're going to discuss how to trade NFTs. We will discuss the good way. And of course, we're going to discuss the bad way. So the first time I traded an NFT was on the Wax blockchain. And it is very easy over there. It is set up for that because the platform, the actual marketplace, which is Atomic Hub, which is the main marketplace on the Wax blockchain, is set up with trading in mind. Wax is a collector's blockchain as far as what's going on on the NFT marketplace. We're talking about cards and games and all sorts of things so that is just built into the experience so the first time i did this was with a project called secret agent stash and in order to use this particular nft you would collect the build cards and then you would combine them burn them into a final card and this was a very cool one so for example if i wanted crypto stash while he was doing his live stream to change into a mario outfit i would need to have the final version of that mario super stash brothers card and this is all just a play on words on the different costumes that he would change into and what have you but in order to have that what i needed was a hat overalls and a mushroom those were the build pieces and i combined them into that final card which was the playable card which allowed him to then swap his costume now in order to assemble all of those different pieces i bought the nft the pack and i had certain parts of it but to assemble all three of them i needed to do some trading around so that was my first experience of swapping and trading and again that was all built into the marketplace. Now over on ETH, it is a little bit more difficult. You're not able to necessarily just swap at ease for number one, there is gas. Then these smart contracts are a little bit more cumbersome and it's a different game as far as building community with these profile pictures and everything. People more see these NFTs as an investment and an asset as opposed to being a collectible. So it is a very different setup however it is possible. First and foremost, I must say that the marketplaces on ETH or even Soul or anything of that nature are set up completely different than over on Wax. We're simply using crypto and we're swapping them for NFTs. Generally, that is how they're all set up, OpenSea and the majority of them. There are some exceptions, some smaller ones, some fringe ones that are coming up with some amazing features, which is very funny because a lot of the times these small, nimble companies that are dabbling and testing out different things, not just in this NFT space, but in general, in the tech space, whether it be with cell phone makers or cars or anything of that nature, those are the guys that are normally innovating, pushing the envelope and trying all these different things that the big boys then steal and adopt and do at scale. But going back to this whole thing, these NFT marketplaces, a lot of them are set up generally like OpenSea where you're swapping crypto for an NFT. Now with the Seaport episode, how I covered all that different things that they're planning to roll out, there's going to be a lot more bartering and swapping, whether it be a combination of NFTs and crypto or just straight up NFTs for NFTs. But until that arrives, a lot of the time how people do these transactions as we're going to swap is they set up an allow list basically using the OpenSea's 
interface where a particular user is the only one that can purchase that NFT and then vice versa. The person who wants to swap with them sets up a sale as well that only that other person is allowed to make that purchase. No one else can just go over to it and make that purchase. But here's the thing. That requires the person to actually have the funds to make that purchase. And then there's going to be the commissions and the fees that are associated with that platform. So it's not really a straight up swap. But and also, let's say the individuals decide to list it at a very low price because, well, essentially this is supposed to be a swap. Well, whoever gets that transaction off at first is going to have to have trust and faith in the other person that they're not going to deal list it and not hold up their end of the bargain. So there is a little bit of issue and it requires some trust. And generally speaking, it is not the most ideal setup. But then also there are trading platforms, which is a little bit better. And the main one that I've been hearing the most of many Discord communities that I'm in as far as how to trade and swap various NFTs within that project with other holders, they all recommend NFTTrader.io. I haven't personally used it, so I'm not recommending it. I'm not endorsing it. All I can say is pretty much every Discord, that's the one that people recommend. Or you could do a custom contract where the code is just actually written so that each party and what they're going to provide in that transaction is set up and then it can go through. So we're not using a platform. You're just interacting with the blockchain itself and a smart contract. That is one way to go about doing it. But of course, that requires some technical know-how being able to code. If it's on Ethereum, that's going to be Solidity or if it's on another blockchain, it's going to be in a different language and not everyone's going to have that ability. But where I really see things starting to pop up that'd be very interesting, which within a lot of projects, there is a Discord channel that says trade NFTs or swap NFTs of that nature. And there really isn't any direction given as to where the community is supposed to go or what to do. And a lot of people are saying that these communities, these various projects should set up their own swapping mechanism or whatever it might be. And the reason why I think a lot of projects don't necessarily do that is because it undercuts the project's royalties, because each time there is a sale that goes through, whether it is a 5, 10, or 3%, whatever it might be, that project is going to get a cut of that sale. So in theory, they want people to go to these marketplaces and make all these transactions because in the end, they're going to make more money. So I don't necessarily think that every project is going to do this, roll this out. And a lot of people think OpenSea's Seaport protocol, it's going to make it much easier for projects to have their own swapping and platforms. However, I don't necessarily think that would be the case. I think they would much rather the sale. And you might be wondering, well, why is this even a big deal? Why are people wanting to swap other than the fact that there is art? Well, the first time on ETH that I really wanted to swap and it wasn't related to the art anyways is with the Bulls and Aves project. Because when it comes to the breeding program, there are four different gills, north, south, east, and west. And in order for a bull to breed, you're going to need two bulls of the same guild. So in other words, you need two north bulls, two south bulls, two east bulls, or two west bulls. And of course, the two bulls that I have are not from the same guild. So either A, I'm going to have to swap one, B, I'm going to have to buy another one, or C, I'm going to have to figure out how to pair them off and get two more bulls of those particular gills. But either way, what I have right now, I can generate tokens, I can earn, however, I cannot breed them. And that's when I really start to explore all the swapping and trading and all that stuff on ETH. And then also, it arose the wrong way of doing things. Well, first and foremost, if you're ever in Discord and someone says, hey, send me your NFTs, and then I'll send you the cash, or you send me your NFTs, and then I will send you the NFT that you want in exchange. 
that is probably a scam 99 out of 100 times because generally speaking, the beauty of Web3, blockchain, and all this stuff with smart contracts and coding, everything, is that you don't have to trust that other person. You just know that in order for the transaction to go through, they're going to have to hold up their end of the bargain. And that is the beauty of a smart contract. However, as I said, multiple things could come into factor such as not wanting to pay those fees on the marketplace or maybe the person just doesn't have the liquidity or whatever, any crypto in order to facilitate the transaction. And that's when things start to get interesting. Promises are made, but don't do it because God forbid you go through the transaction, you send off that crypto or you send off that NFT and then that person just disappears. There is nothing you can possibly do. There's no customer service. There is no help from the project or the founders, the community, nothing. That person can just disappear right off into the sunset, delete their Discord account, their Twitter account, whatever it might be, and they have the NFT or the crypto. Now, you can track it down. You can see exactly where it is. However, no one's going to be held liable for that. So I cannot stress it enough. Do not, do not, do not ever send your crypto or your NFTs based upon a promise and having blind faith. Now, after giving that very, very, very strong warning, I have an admission to make. Just the other day, I made an offer for an NFT that I got a message from someone on Twitter saying, hey, I see that you offered this. Are you willing to give X amount. And funny enough, this is someone that I was excited to be in contact with. This is someone that is in the community that I was hoping to work with down the line. And I had no idea that this was the person that owned the NFT when I made that offer. So of course I agreed to it because I think it is worth it either way. I was looking for a great deal, but I don't want to be greedy. Not to mention this is somebody that I'll probably end up working with down the line. So they say a fair transaction is one in which both parties aren't exactly happy. And we ended up meeting halfway between what was listed and what I offered. Now, when it came to the time to accept that offer, I received a message saying, wow, the OpenSea fees right now are ridiculously high. Would you be comfortable doing this another way? And after all that warning that I just gave, I'm going to tell you how I did not follow that advice and also why. I knew it was an absolutely huge risk. However, Seeing that I have various plans for this particular NFT and I want to do something with this person in the future, I told myself, well, it's better I find out if this is an honest, trustworthy person right now than down the line. So I took the risk of sending the ETH on a promise that I would then receive the NFT afterwards. And I'll never forget, after I clicked confirm on the wallet transaction, I just held my breath. I said, well, I have officially broken the cardinal rule trusting someone on the internet. And I walked away, just hoping for the best. So what happened? Well, that person came through. They sent the NFT just as promised and both of us are happy. And going forward, I know this is a person that I can trust. This person sticks to their word and honors their commitments. However, I will go back to that warning. Never, ever, 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 ever do that. This is like one of those cases when parents say, do as I say, not as I do. But I'm just being honest up front and telling you exactly what happened, why I did it, although I am breaking my own rules. But hey, sometimes in business, you just have to step out there and figure out, can you trust someone? And that is exactly what I did. And hey, it worked out for me. Could I have gotten burned? Absolutely. Would I recommend someone else to do this? Absolutely not. But it is what it is, and that's just a part of business. So we'll just end on that and say, never trust strangers, especially on the internet. So hopefully this was very interesting to you, very helpful. I went through a lot of things, just sort of breezed through it, gave an example of the good, the bad, the ugly. 
of course, a warning, and then how I went against that warning. But if you find this content interesting, and you'd love for some more information, especially things that I don't necessarily cover in a full episode, some timely headlines and what have you, the best place to get that is the niftybusinessweek.com, and that is a weekly newsletter that comes out on Thursdays where I cover some stories that I will not be making an episode about. They're interesting nonetheless, is absolutely free, but if you have a wax wallet just by replying with the address, I will airdrop you a free NFT. And that NFT is not just for show, I often airdrop other NFTs, which will give you access to me and future events, merch, and much more. So that is niftybusinessweek.com, absolutely free. But either way, I just want to thank you for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.